0: We were in David Letterman's office at the Late Show Production building above the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York when unexpectedly the question was posed to me, what did I want to do ultimately? What was my dream? What was my goal? And I worked up the courage and audacity in the moment to say what it was, which was that I dreamed of my own show one day, like he had, and he looked up from his desk and looked deep into my eyes and sighed and smiled and laughed a little and said something that I'll never forget. He said, there's no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. We missed Dave, funny, (laughs) smart, and oh so wise. Colbert signed off with his final show. The last broadcast was on April 27th, 2023. That's wild. April 27th. That's months and months where they've been running reruns and really old shows and things. And when Corden left, CBS announced that they were going to replace the late, late show, which was standard talk variety format with what they're calling After Midnight, and last night on the 16th, they debuted After Midnight with Taylor Tomlinson, great stand-up comedian, and was happy to see her get that. I was curious to see what it was, and we're going to talk about it today. I worked both in Late Night and for CBS and tried to develop a game show when I worked at A&E History Channel which is a whole other story someday. But you'll never believe who wanted to host it, which was Tucker Carlson, if you can believe it. And I spent an afternoon with him pitching it. And this was after he'd been bounced, I think, from both CNN and MSNBC before he was at Fox. So he was very down and out. But again, that's for another podcast. I don't know if you ever watched the Comedy Central show At Midnight hosted by chris hardwick who's now doing that i think the wall it's called on nbc and the original at midnight was a half hour kind of faux game show no points are awarded arbitrarily that was the big thing was points and of course there was no prize no money no nothing that you were actually winning except more time and there were three comedians would be the guests, and they'd riff on basically what was going on the internet that day. A pretty good idea, and it had a good run. At Midnight had a run on Comedy Central from fall season of 2013 to basically start of fall season 2017. I couldn't believe it had been off that long. I thought it maybe was just three years ago or so, but it's been off a while, and it had a pretty successful run. I do have to say I was a little surprised that was the vehicle they were bringing back, but I think it makes sense because they gave Colbert's production company control of that, which is not unheard of. Letterman was the producer for Craig Kilborn and Tom Snyder and Craig Ferguson. Usually the 10.30 or 11.30 on the coast guy gets to produce the show after then I think this was a move from Colbert to neutralize who was going to be after him because there was rumors spreading that CBS wanted to flip Corden and Colbert. They wanted to put Corden on at eleven thirty, ten thirty our time and flip Colbert back. As Corden <clears throat> got rolling and was, I think, at times even getting higher ratings, Colbert did right the ship. But The only way that you could really be certain that you weren't going to create a bigger star than you is to take away the format. So you know Colbert never liked the carpool karaoke was taking off and going viral and that Corden was doing so well because it was making him look bad and put pressure on him. The election at 2016 changed the deck and Colbert went to number one. But I think this is just a move. It's to do something different, but it also probably prevents a real breakout star because I think Taylor Tomlinson will be a little bit confined by the format, and I'll talk about that. The show is pretty similar to the old At Midnight, and it's an hour long. I wasn't sure until I watched tonight if they were going to do an hour game show, and they did. Typically in those shows, although everyone kind of knocks the format, there is a purpose to it. It works. There's the comedy up front, into the interview conversation people drift off to bed with this after midnight it's a lot of jokes it's a lot of sugar to me and it's somewhat hard for me to enjoy because i just don't believe that it's not all pre-written i'm not gonna say it's gamed as far as certain elements of it but as a producer one time told me, you never ask, it's like a lawyer is told, you never pose a question in court that you don't know the answer to. The comedians on there are never given a prompt or something that they don't already maybe have material that they wrote, but probably that the staff of the show wrote. So it's a lot of jokes, which some of it was very funny. There was a lot of censorship To it as it got going, on some of it it was, (laughs) I don't even know what was being censored. And at times I was thinking, like, is this a goof on that this is on CBS and the network and stuff? Or are they really censoring it? I'm not sure. And I've looked online. A couple reviews have remarked on that too in Variety and on Deadline Hollywood. Another thing that I found weird in classic CBS, if you ever worked there... As we used to say, CBS, we see it, but they don't seem to have the X or Twitter handle for this at after midnight as some woman who has it on private and blocked, obviously not associated with the show. And she's got about 600 followers. You know, they offered a ton of cash for that. You know, they did. And at midnight is still the previous show which seems to be it's got like now a little CBSi logo and some stuff, but there's nothing new about it. It's, it's just the old show again from 2017, I think. And from what they said on the show, they're rocking threads <laughs> as the thing. And I looked on their threads page and that was where they're putting stuff out. Cause this is supposed to have a participatory thing with it being online. And what used to do huge traffic on that when they'd get it going and chris hardwick was very popular leveraged everything he was doing back then and when he would put out a hashtag wars and all that stuff back in the day it was really a big thing i'm not quite sure how they're going to do that now one advantage they have is that there was no tiktok prior and i think now they're gonna obviously make use of that as they should the set was cool i thought that was well done have a huge screen that they can interact with. Again, I thought even for a first show, Taylor Tomlinson very good. I just don't know that an hour of it, a night, it's very different from Seth Meyers' show. That's for sure. It'll be interesting to see, but there's no talk show element to it, and that goof on that. She did ask each of them like one quick question over the course of the show. But I'm curious to see if that change. I don't really know how they'd even integrate it. But it's just a lot of jokes. I was counting through some of the segments here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's eight different segments. Um, that's a lot of content. So they had this group chat, which was like the hot topic of the day. They did obviously film this today, which was cool. And obviously, and to stay on top of things, we'll need to do that. Than hashtags which i know was on the previous show so today was lesser known tv shows one of them was ncis modesto and some other funny ones tick chopped was another one that was tiktok cooking videos where they riffed on that what i can't live without suburban dictionary they take slang words and ask for fake definitions or what we thought they meant or use them in a sentence to smash or not to smash as you have had to stand on they had Mario and Luigi so you had to stand on one side is this still cool? They brought a leopard animal print dress out and asked if it was still cool or not and then the final one for the win I think that was also how they ended the original show where the final two comedians would write something last night's was create a fake holiday and one was harbor day and and then no one knows which of them wrote this. The audience votes on it, and that's how they decide the winner. It was well done. A lot of just that faux spontaneity. I wonder if that will wear well over time, and I wonder if they'll make any tweaks to this, because you think about an hour-long game show, say the classic one would be Price is Right. There's constantly changing what you're seeing, right? You're seeing when they're called up from the audience, the contestants, and then the background is the audience. You're seeing Drew Carey up and then a new showcase, and there's always a change. This, though there was a lot of lights and video stuff, is just three comics, like a Jeopardy set, basically. And at the end, they come out from behind it, but it's a long time to do that. And then there was an element of we're the older People were a little out of touch of what everything that's happening on TikTok and we're making fun of it, which I wonder if the younger audience, if that exists, that even knows what CBS is or what a network is or cares is are, what they're going to make of it without having this Twitter handle thing or utilizing that. I am I have to think they're going to change it. Um, I'm a little curious how they're going to hook in to the zeitgeist because the stuff on threads was not getting huge engagement and maybe they don't care so I thought it was good Um, I'm glad they're giving other comedians a space to do it it ran out of gas on Comedy Central after four years not like it ran 20 years or something Maybe there was some behind the scenes, but it can't be expensive to produce. That's the other thing I was thinking. It's three comedians and a thing. They do have a studio audience, but it ran out of steam four years ago. Is this really going to go a long time? I don't know. And then as things heat up, especially with an election, if there's unrest, if there's national tragedy, if there's war, the late night hosts have unfortunately had to absorb that in and have the flexibility and the format to do that. I'm not sure how they're going to do that on the show. Maybe they'll just run a rerun or something, but it's going to be interesting. Being a writer on the show, I tried to count up what the staff was. It didn't seem huge. Joe Firestone was head writer, and she's great, but it seemed like a lot of content and moved quickly fast paced which again is is probably the right thing but but it's a lot of joke 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 and again my thing is i can't believe those aren't prepared those aren't coming off the top of their head sorry to break it to you you never pose a question on television that you don't know what the answer is going to be that's what it is we'll see how it does i don't know what the ratings were we'll see that later today and i hope it did well and it'll be interesting to see how it develops